Welcome to another episode of Casual Citizen, an ongoing series about the upcoming first-person MMO Star Citizen by Cloud Imperium Games. I'm your host, Alessiana, from the Mystic Worlds Gaming Blog. This week, we're taking a departure from discussing game mechanics to explore the fictional content CIG releases. The fiction provides a backstory for the universe we're all anxiously awaiting to inhabit. I'll be sprinkling these in on a regular basis. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. From the ongoing Discovered series from robertspaceindustries.com, we have the Journal of Lieutenant Eli Price of the United Empire of Earth Navy. Begin Transmission The editors at Discovered spent days debating whether to publish the journals about the discovery of the Oya system. Ultimately, it was decided that regardless of how we felt about the context, it's a valid transcript of what transpired. During the height of Ivar Messer's reign as the first Imperator of UEE, Lieutenant Eli Price was a naval combat pilot assigned to the UEES Virtue as part of a defensive line intended to guard against the nearby Xi'an Empire. The following excerpts are from his second tour. It is the year 2587. November 29th, 0631 Standard Earth Time. Location, Castro. Week 3. I can't believe it's been that long. Anyway, we just set out on the third patrol sweep. I think Forbes was flying my ship last. All the user settings are just off enough to be really annoying, which everyone aboard the Virtue knows are the hallmarks of Forbes' flying style. Took me an extra 10 minutes during pre-launch just to get everything back to normal. Anyway, first patrol point was clear. There's still some scattered debris from the cargo hauler we lost yesterday. No sign of whoever's been hitting our trade lanes. They gotta have some stones to pull something like that out here. Smart, too. They're only hitting smaller, single-pilot hauler chains. I tell you, that's why we should just stick escorts with every ship. Now that the Imperator Messers instituted mandatory service, we got plenty of bodies. I tried suggesting to Akai that we plant some Marines on a hauler and hope it gets hit. I'd pay money to see the look on their faces when they pop the airlock and come face to face with a bunch of those psychos. Oh damn it, Forbes. You're the only person in history who inverts arrow keys on a touchscreen. Heading to patrol point two. November 30th, 0428, Standard Earth Time. Location, Castra. Sneaky bastards hit us again. A T-6 got cracked shortly after it entered the system. Pilot was out cold before she knew what hit her. Akai scrambled everybody out to seal off the jumps, but sure enough, there was no sign of them. Vanished again. I found one of our crates on the drift in a vacant corner of space. I'm sure it was a message. They're laughing at us. December 1st, 1805, Standard Earth Time. Location unknown. I found them. I can't believe it. Sorry, sorry. I'll start over. I got to thinking that maybe we were looking in the wrong places. Akai had us casing jump points and planets, hoping we'd stumble across a hideout or something. I was thinking, 
What if the crate wasn't left intentionally? If they're trying to get our attention, there are plenty of better spots to dump it. So I went back to where I found it and waited. I watched that box tumble gently for hours. Nothing for millions of kilometers until there was. Suddenly a ship was there. It had its systems real low-like, making it barely perceptible among the usual noise of your scans. But I was looking, and I happened to be quieter than they were. I hadn't seen the thing approach. It was gone one second, there the next, which could only mean one thing. It came out of a jump point. That's how they've managed to dodge us for so long while we were racing to seal off the borders like idiots. I watched the ship fasten the crate to its hold and begin to power up. I tracked its exact position as it turned and dropped back into the jump point. Satisfied there weren't any others coming through, I quietly flew over to its position. I thought about sending a comm for support, but I knew Akai would pull some ranking officer crap and claim the jump point discovery for himself. Then it hit me, what I was about to do. I read accounts about manually traversing jump points and yeah, I'd always thought it would be awesome to try it. Now, faced with the reality of doing it, it was scary as hell. I matched the exact angle of approach, started the nav recorder, and kicked off the jump drive. I moved forward, and nothing seemed to happen at first when the ship was yanked into interspace. I wish I could remember exactly what I did, but it was all blind terror and instinct. It felt like a moment and an eternity. Then it was over. My scanners were unable to identify any points of interest. That's when I knew it was a new system. Such an unbelievable feeling. I might even get to meet Ivar Messer for this. That wouldn't be unheard of, would it? Right? I mean, come on, this is a new system. Who knows what resources could be here? My mind raced through all of the possibilities of what this could mean for humanity before I remembered what led me here. I headed toward the planet that was looming near the jump, and sure enough, I found the outlaws staging there. I was able to keep my sig low enough to observe them as I made exhaustive notes of their ship numbers, classes, armaments and defenses, something seemed off. Tapping into their comm, I picked up that they had received a tip about another of our convoys moving through the system. This one had some juicy cargo with only a pair of fighter escorts. They debated about whether to hit it or not. One of the voices, I couldn't tell if he sounded older or was just weary, staunchly opposed the attack. Not because of any tactical reason, but because he knew that combating the escort would lead to death for one side or the other, and he refused to cross that line, as he put it, regardless of how he felt about the regime. Again, his words. It was weird. They didn't seem like the criminal syndicates we'd clashed with in the past. They seemed like regular people. Thinking back on the haulers they hit, I guess they only took things they could use for survival. I don't know. I'll keep listening. December 2nd, 0756, Standard Earth Time. Location, Castro. 
As I returned to the virtue, needless to say, I was a little conflicted. This was hardly the bloodthirsty, amoral outlaw group I had pictured in my head when we were trying to hunt them down. They were just trying to carve out a living for themselves in this unknown system, away from the rest of humanity. But they were breaking the law and stealing. No matter the logic, why are they different from a criminal who steals for greed? These people are self-serving too. There are people who work for a living, who are working to make Messer's vision of a better humanity come to life. They don't get to abandon their responsibilities and what's right just because they disagree. No, no, they should be held to the same standard as me. I marched up to the bridge and reported everything I found. December 2nd, 1323, Standard Earth Time. Location, Castra. Strike teams secured the system and were able to reclaim the stolen cargo. They wiped out all of the inhabitants, caught them as they tried to flee the system. Captain Jessal just sent for me. He wants to congratulate me personally on neutralizing the outlaw threat and expanding the human empire. I did the right thing, right? End of journal. Show notes. I hope you enjoyed that foray into the growing compendium of star citizen fiction being published by CIG. The show notes will contain a link to the actual journal on RSI. And in case you're interested in poking around on Castra or Oya on the star map, I'll include links for that as well. If you've enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing to my channel and giving the episode a thumbs up. As always, be kind and fly safe. This is Alyssiana signing off until next time. End transmission.